0: Again, for another episode of the Rob the Genius podcast, uh, we're into week number three of the social distancing situation, and we just got the shelter-in-place order for Maryland here, uh, because some people weren't doing what they were supposed to do. So this is what happens. Um, I think Virginia just got one also. So, yeah, they're going to be going around. And if people aren't going to social distance themselves and stay at home like they're supposed to, then, then you can expect you know the governor of your state to get a little more strict with things and well shouldn't have to come to that but it does so it is what it is we're going to ride this thing out and you know it's the longer we take to you know do what we're supposed to do the longer it's going to take to you know the longer this stuff's gonna have to be in place so you know if you want this stuff to You know, well, we don't know when it's going to end, but we're not making it shorter (laughs) when we don't, you know, do what we're supposed to do here. So, look, um, this thing is no joke. You're not invincible. All right. It um, It can take you out of here. So, please, if you're not already doing it, you know, stay home. Don't get too close to people. You know, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, you know, I've been going out for walks in the morning, but I go when nobody's out there. You know, so that. And. Although I may not do that tomorrow. <laughs> because um, the shelter in place thing kicks into 8 o'clock. So uh, look, I'm not trying to get in trouble out right here. You know, but I uh, hope y'all are holding up. And I hope that. You know, if you've got any loved ones who are, who have been infected, yeah, you know, my hopes and prayers are with you and them that they'll come out through this thing on the other side. If you lost someone to this, my condolences at this time. And well, you know, depending on when you're listening to this, depending on when to finish it all. You know, uh, we'll either be in the middle of week three or at the end of week three of all of this. And also, depending on when you listen to this, uh, you will have gotten a chance to hear me somewhere else. Uh, I was, you know, fortunate enough to be a guest on the Nerdicons podcast. And uh, we were talking about the 1989 Batman film. And it... Came out thirty, almost well, almost thirty-one years ago. Came out in nineteen eighty-nine. You know, starred Michael Keegan, Jack Nicholson, Kim Basinger, a bunch of other people. And, you know, we had a nice little discussion mm-hmm. about that. So you can look for the Nerdicons podcast here on Anchor. And you get a chance to hear me there. And I'll be uh, back on in a few weeks. Talk about some more stuff. But while I got you here guess i should open up uh let you know who the musical guest is for this week although you uh, know if you're familiar with what you heard there then you already know but that is santana and you know uh named for the leader of the group carlos santana he's a guitar player and you know they've been around for a while they're one to you know well, they're iconic to me anyway. I mean they, they've been around a while, they've got a whole lot of hits. And I guess the most recent one you probably might be familiar with is uh Smooth. And well that's, well, that's over ten years now. Um but you know, um Yeah. That's I think that's that's the most recent big hit of his. But they're still around and they're still going. Got a chance to see them live a couple years ago. They were really good. Get a chance to see them sometime after all this is over. Definitely recommend it. So I'll be playing some of their stuff throughout the show here. And um, last week's show was all about the the O.J. Simpson documentary. If you haven't listened to that yet, you know after you finish listening to this episode, go check that one out. Yeah, but uh, for this week, well, this week is just going to be kind of a little free-for-all here, really, because you know there isn't a lot of news. Um, I'm still into, I'm in th- up to season three on The Office now. It's one of those things I just never got around to, I think I mentioned that before. So, I'm into Season 3, really enjoying it. Also about to start Season 3 of 30 Rock. And I got Season 5 of Angel to get back to. So, you know, I got a bunch of different things going on. In addition to all the good, you know, wrestling stuff I'm watching on the... Either on the WWE Network, on, you know, YouTube or whatever. So, look, um. If nothing else, this is a good time to catch up on a lot of stuff. Um you know, if you can take a positive out of this situation, think of it that way. There's a lot of stuff you can catch up on that you didn't get you know, that you didn't get around to before. And I got some comic books that uh I hadn't gotten to yet that I'm digging into also. So yeah, I got stuff to do, hope you got stuff to do too. But anyhow, I'm going to play a little music for you here, and then I guess we'll get the ball rolling. All right. into this next part again that is Santana and that's uh, Evil Ways and um yeah just that kind of listening to some of the people talking today just kind of led me to pick that song for this next part and uh you know spout off for a few minutes about something here um Look, we're going to be in this situation for a while because of the coronavirus. Um, We're going to be in some state of lockdown. You know, I'm in Maryland. We just got the stay-at-home order. Virginia did one today. Now I see uh, the governor of Arizona has done one. You know, and California's already got one. I think Washington has already got one. Uh, a few other states do And It's necessary Because we need people To stay home Again uh, It's a virus And we need that people to be isolated Because the virus To keep going It needs to be able to jump From host to host to host And that's why they're You know not allowing the big meeting, the big groupings of people, because that's exactly what you're doing. You're giving the virus just people to jump around to, you know, and to get stronger and mutate and multiply and all kinds of stuff. So we need to be in this state for a while for just people not going out, people not congregating in groups, <coughs> because we stand a better chance of isolating the different strains of the virus and choking it out, basically, than if we all just keep going on business as usual. But unfortunately, there are some people who want to, you know, end the lockdown as quickly as possible. And because, you know, they're saying that, you know, we need to not sacrifice the economy. And to me, that's that's just a little crazy. You know, um, and look, I, you know, I'm trying not to make this a political podcast, you know, because I know that, you know, when you start throwing around politics, things are kind of ugly. But, <clears throat> I mean, this particular case, it's kind of hard not to. And listen, if, you know, if you... Follow me on Twitter at all, you know, R B O N N E 1. You know, I don't make a bunch of political statements and whatnot, but I mean, if you really want to know what, you know, where I kind of stand politically, it's not hard to figure out. Okay. But in this case, you know, we got elected officials, you know, telling people that you know, older folks who are working now should be willing to sacrifice themselves and go back to work to keep the economy going. You know, now there's a senator who just quoted today saying that, well, death's a part of life. So, you know, and that's part of his justification for wanting to get people going to work who are not working right now. That essentially we should be willing to risk our lives for the sake of the economy. That we should be willing to sacrifice our lives for the economy. You now, I don't know about you, but <clears throat> somebody telling me that I should be willing to put myself at greater risk to catch a virus that's killing people for the you know so that somebody else can make some money um no i'm sorry look whether you're wherever you fall on the political you know spectrum look that's not something you should be nodding your head and saying yes to even if you're willing to to be the person taking the risk i mean come on stop it that's just ridiculous and look the people telling you to do this People saying that you should be willing to do this. They're not going to be out there doing it. Okay. I can almost guarantee you that nine times out of ten, they will not be taking that risk. And they're telling you to go out and take that risk. that To go out and risk getting sick and dying from this virus for the economy. And look, I know, you know, yeah, people got bills to pay. I got bills to pay, right? And... If you're not working right now, you're wondering where, how that's going to happen for you. All right. And, but we're not talking about that. These folks are not talking about that. You know, they're talking about people going back to work so that, you know, the companies can make money again. And so they can, they can, the companies can put products out there and services out there. And make money and the stock market can recover and all that kind of thing that's what they're talking about all right they're not talking about you going out there and making some you know making money so you can pay your bills and take care of your family. that's not what they're talking about so please you know people saying that to you they're 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 full of crap they really are and look if it <clears throat> if me saying that makes you not want to listen to anything else I got to say, then I'm sorry. Well, well, I'm not sorry, really, but, you know, it is what it is, right? I mean, there are times where, you know, you can't just sit on the fence and, you know, try not to offend anybody. And for me, this is one of those times because, yep. you know, there are people, you know, they're going to send you out there to die. And they're going to, you know, and they're still going to, and when it's over, they're going to, you know, they're still going to collect and they're going to say, oh, that's a shame. And, you know, then they're going to keep collecting while you're dead. Now, as far as people being able to, you know, pay their bills and all that, well, that's the next thing, you know, we have to, that's something we have to really think about or reconsider as a society now. And, you know, because this is the new normal. The new normal is that we should not be out here. We should not be commuting to work right now. We should not be going into restaurants. We should not be going into movie theaters. We we should not be doing all those things right now. But people, you know, work in those places and they need to make money to pay their bills and if you you know and you work somewhere if you're not working right now because of all this then you need to make some money to pay your bills and you know we've really hit a point where we're looking at just a real a, a crossroads a real you know dilemma a real choice here you know um What's more important that we, you know, that we keep people afloat, you know, without having, I mean, do we keep, we need to keep, keep people afloat, but without sending them out there to risk their own lives and risk infecting other people. And if we're going to be in this kind of lockdown scenario for several months, which is what it should be several months, we should not end this on April 30th, okay? Okay. Um, if you look at the trend on the infections and how many people are getting infected and all of that stuff, no, we, um, this is not going to have, we're not going to, we're not going to have beaten this thing by April 30th. It's going to be a while. And so we're either just going to have to, you know, give people money so they can pay their bills or we're going to have to, you know, suspend some of this stuff. I mean, you know, um. I think New York State, I think, has suspended evictions for the next few months. There, um, there are some other countries which have, you know, suspended evictions and foreclosures for, you know, until the pandemic is over. I mean, that's I think that's what we're going to We're going to need to do something like that, or we're just going to need to give people cash. And, you yeah, know, I know, like, both of those things are unheard of here in America, um, But, you know, it's reached the point of being, you know, what is the right and moral thing to do? And I don't think the right and moral thing to do is to, you know, evict and foreclose a bunch of people because they're not making any money because they got to stay home. You know, I don't think that's the right thing to do. You know, I I don't think the right thing to do is to try to force everybody to go back to work and get sick. Because ultimately, I mean, I mean, if you do that and more people get sick, it's going to shut everything down anyway. It's just instead of being home, they're going to be in the hospital. Or they'll be at home, you know, convalescing. I mean... You know, the the the, the make-everybody-go-back-to-work plan is not going to end well, okay? It's not it's not going to magically make everything better, and it's not going to, you know, we're not going to just burn the virus out, you know, that way. I mean, so we just got, we're going to change the way we think in our society and do some things that we have not done, you know, and now... Look, there's some people that that's how they want things to be. Period, right? I mean, going forward, they did that's what they want. They want, you know, they don't want a system where people get evicted or, you know, and that kind of thing. You know, and uh, you know, because well, I mean, a lot of ways we like we see certain things as a reward and not as just something people should have you know we look at you know having a nice house is a reward it's a reward because you worked really hard and I mean you know having a big expensive house you know okay fine right but you know having a bunch of homeless people because you know when you have empty houses all over the city all over the state Empty empty places where you could house people and but you know, you got a ton of homeless people at the same time and you're saying that well we shouldn't just put them in houses because they haven't earned it. I mean that 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 you know that doesn't you know, that doesn't square with me. Yep. Um And I have yet to hear a convincing argument that, that, that that's the right thing to do. Um, and, you know, fixing up empty houses and allowing homeless people to live in them is not the same as, like, giving them a mansion in Beverly Hills or something. That's not what we're talking about here, right? And, yeah, I know, and you may feel like, well, you know, I earned my house. I worked hard for my house. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, you did. You did. Nobody's saying you did. not I'm not saying you didn't. But, you know, you having worked hard to make enough money to buy the kind of house you're living in if you have a house that you like isn't the same as just... Putting a roof over some people's heads who, for whatever reason, can't do it for themselves. You know. Um, you know, and then. You know. I mean, and then also, I mean. Again, like we're not talking about putting people in mansions, but like people argue against you know fixing up houses and just letting them live there but then they also don't want to you know they don't want the homeless shelter to be quote unquote too nice either you know or they don't you know they don't want the homeless shelter in a area where the people who are there also have you know access to other things, so it's like you know it's like you don't want them to have anything like like they don't deserve anything, and you know a lot of these homeless folks are veterans, people who went out and fought for our country, you know and they're homeless now and, but, because, you know, they didn't do X, Y, and Z, you know, we're deeming them unworthy of living in a nice place, you know, and that's just something, you know, something to think about, I mean... I mean for me I don't see you know, I don't see how I don't I don't see the I don't see the downside to making sure every homeless person has a roof over their head and not one that's in some kind of death trap, right? I don't you know, I don't see the harm, I don't see the detriment to our society in doing that. You know, And, you know, I just I just don't. So as far as where that all, you know, ties into all what's going on now, just, you know, it doesn't, you know, it, creating a bunch of homeless people, new homeless people, doesn't make any sense here. And neither is sending them back to work. Too early, so they can get infected and not be able to work anyway. Like none of that makes sense. So we're going to have to change the way we think. We're going to have to change the way we address this stuff. Um, we're going to change just a lot of things we're going to, have to do different, and the way we look at work, the way we look at certain professions. You know that you know I've said before like, look in this particular instance the people who are keeping the ship afloat here are people that we often dismiss as unskilled workers, you know people who work in restaurants and make make deliveries you know um you know we call those people unskilled workers and they're the ones keeping the ship afloat here you know the the people who are stocking shelves at grocery stores and stuff like that. And we have long dismissed them as people who don't deserve to get paid a whole lot. And without them, you know, without them right now, you know, in a few weeks we're out in the street eating each other. I mean, and yeah, I mean, I get that, you know, all right, yeah, you went to college and you paid a bunch of money. And you did all that so you could get a "quote unquote" good job and make a certain amount of money afterwards, and and that's fine. But that doesn't mean it's a bad thing for somebody who is, you know, working in a grocery store to make almost the same amount of money. Is it really that? I mean, really? Is it really that? That is it really that that bad? You know. Are you really in that need of validation for having gone to college and paid for going to college? Do you really need validation that much that the idea of somebody working in a fast food joint making $15 an hour, is that really gonna, you know, hurt your fragile ego that much? Really? You know I mean? cause. You know, there's some people striking, going on strike this week, Uh, people from Instacart, right? They're going on strike because they just want some things like hand sanitizer and wipes and, you know, maybe a little more money because of what they're doing right now. You know, they're putting themselves at risk to deliver people food. And they just want, you know, some cleaning materials and a little more money for what they're doing. You know, we've been kind of bred to look at them as not deserving of it. And, you know, I mean, why are they not deserving of it? I mean, think about that. Why are they not deserving of it? I mean, the people working those jobs, you know, it wasn't like they just said, you know, it wasn't like they looked at you going to college. And you just said, ah, screw it, I'll just do this grocery store thing. You know, it's not a matter of, you know, laziness or something. Or not being intelligent or something. I mean, there are a million different reasons people find their way into these professions. And into working those jobs. And it's not some sign of... Inferiority that they ended up working there. And they deserve to be paid right. They deserve to have, you know, safer conditions. They deserve to, you know, be able to be given things like wipes and hand sanitizer when they're delivering food, you know, and they're going in a store and being around people who might be spreading the coronavirus. You know, uh, and you just you got to think about that. Think about that. And if after you've thought about it, you still you still think, "Oh, who's will screw them?" What does that say about you? I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, what does that say about you that you want the people who are literally keeping the ship afloat here? to be underpaid, and to be less safe at their jobs. Also, you can have some, also you can feel secure in having done whatever it is you did to get the kind of job you have now. Because I mean, that's what this is, this is the need to feel superior, and the need to feel like, you know, you didn't make the wrong choice, Going to college for X number of years or paying X number of dollars, like like people need to feel like you know, they need to feel like you didn't make the wrong choice. This is overriding just in some cases just pure common decency. Right? I mean you could have made the right choice and still be making less than somebody else doing something else that didn't do the same thing, and it's okay, right? Like, how are you living? If, I mean, if you're happy, if you're living okay, why do you care what somebody else is making? You know, if you know you went to college, you paid your money, you spent four years, five years, whatever, you know, you you, you paid tuition all that time and all that kind of stuff, And, you know, if you're, if you're, you're making whatever you're making, like you shouldn't need for people who say didn't go to college, you shouldn't need them to make less than you for you to feel secure and about yourself. All right. I mean, that's not, it shouldn't be about that. You know, because ultimately, you know, when we continue to disregard and dismiss those people and the work that they do, um, I mean, ultimately, it, it, you know, it comes back to bite us. It really does. You know, like I've been saying, you know, we're not here just to accomplish stuff for ourselves and do stuff for ourselves and you know accumulate stuff for ourselves right we're all we're on this earth together there are people in our lives who you know affect us in different ways and who we affect in different ways and for our time on this earth you know we go through this thing together and we're not just out here for ourselves we're not And that means, you know, looking out for your fellow man and woman out there and being okay if, you know, if they make more than you, fine. You know, if the guy working at the grocery store is making more than you, who cares? Like, really, who cares? You know why does fast food worker need to be dirt poor? How's that helping you? I don't think it is. I really don't. I know it's not helping me. Yeah, you know, I mean for me, I look at it like this. We should all be making more, right? Rather than you know, it rather than not being fair that, you know, the the guy who did less than me to get their job, you know, other, you know, that's not important. You know, I mean, you're doing honest work. As long as you're doing honest work, you know, you're not stealing from people. You're not screwing people over, right? You're doing honest work, and, and you should get paid enough to live and if that means you end up making more than me then fine fine as long as we're all making enough to live I don't care I really don't and I don't think you should either you know I'm I'd rather everybody be able to live off of what they make and if that means you make more than me and you know, you didn't do whatever I did to get where you are. Fine. It's fine. It really is. And we stop worrying about that. And right now, with what's going on, we need to worry about taking care of each other. And we need to worry about, you know, that our elected officials don't let the bottom fall out on people and don't Force them into a choice of having to go to work and get sick, just you know, to keep the keep the the economy going. That's a choice we shouldn't have to force people to make, and we don't have to force people to make it. It's a choice we shouldn't force people to make. All right, well, that's it for the soapbox for this week. Um, I'll play something else. Then we'll move on. So we finally uh, finally got some kind of actual entertainment news. Uh, I mean, all we've been hearing about so far is stuff being, you know, production being shut down or release dates being pushed back for stuff. And I mean, on that front, uh, the well, the Wonder Woman movie being pushed back, Wonder Woman eighty four being pushed back to August. You know, I've already heard about that. And honestly, don't be surprised if it gets pushed back further. But also, you know, it's been announced that the uh, Ghostbusters movie that was supposed to come out later this year won't be coming out until next year. And also the uh, was it Morbius movie that um, Sony is coming out. It's, you know, one of like a Spider Man spinoff kind of thing. That. Was supposed to come out later this year. And it won't be coming out till next year either. And. Uh, you know. Fast and Furious. already got. They already just moved that to next year. But. On some more positive news. I just came across today. That. Uh, Christopher Maloney. Uh, who, most of y'all. Including me. Noah's detective Stabler from Law and Order SVU is actually coming back home, and I oh he's not coming back to SVU, but he's going to have um, gonna a new show in that kind of world or universe or whatever you want to call it, and he's going to be returning to playing Detective Stabler on this new show. So now, I mean, I've been a SVU watcher for a good long time now. You know, and he was on there for like the first 12 years, I think. And it's really interesting because, to me, because, well, Detective Stabler, as a character, has not aged very well. Um, You know, when he left the show, he left the show like nine years ago. And that was before, you know, Black Lives Matter and all of that. And it was, you know, and just the angry police officer who, you know, quite often stepped on the line and even stepped a little bit over the line, well, that wasn't as controversial a character nine years ago as it would be now. So... You know, to bring that character back, even in on, like, a different show. I think this show, from what the story said, he's going to be, like, another organized crime unit. But bringing that character back, you know, in this day and age, you know, it's going to call for some... Well, it can't be the same, exactly, the exact same, you know, Elliot Staver that he was before. Like, there's going to have to be some kind of, you know, evolution to how he went about being a policeman. And I think that's gonna be, you know, that's gonna be the interesting part, I think, to me anyway, to see if they do that or if they or if they just try to get away with him being as he was, because I mean you know, back then, you know, around the time he you know, up until he left, that wasn't frowned upon, at least as, as far as being a fictional character, wasn't frowned upon that much but now given you know all things have changed and how you know public scrutiny of law enforcement has come about in many ways yeah you they can't just run back the character the exact same way they're gonna have to I mean have some type of Evolution or development or something, where he doesn't operate like he used to. And to me, that you know that'll be, you know, possibly the most interesting part of the show to see how his character has changed since then. Because it's been nine years. Uh, I don't know. It's been nine years in real life. Don't know what you know the time frame is on as far as the show, but you know, lots changed since he left. Yeah, you know, a lot of the, the detectives on the unit that he was on aren't there anymore. You know, like uh, Munch is retired, Captain Cragen's retired. You know, uh, Olivia Benson. She's she's the captain now. Yeah, she's the captain now, <laughs> and um, so I mean, so much has changed, and. You know, just seeing how the character has changed in nine years, you know, it's just something that hopefully they will explore and that they won't, you know, leave to the side. And I'm hoping the show is successful. I mean, like, the original Law and Order was on for, like, 20 years. SVU is in, like, season 21. So you know if this thing hits it you know could be long for, could be around for a while and of course you know there'll be some type of crossover or something and we'll see Benson and Stabler you know reunited some way or another of course that's going to happen and that's going to be fun when it does and i'll be looking forward to that but well you know but who knows when they are actually going to start on production Of that and you know we don't know yet because who knows when this stuff is going to start up now again you know as far as all the coronavirus stuff and everything's going on but hey i mean it's something to look forward to hopefully in the not too distant future so all you law and order fans like me um we'll have another show to watch and hopefully it'll be good hopefully it'll you know be successful I don't know, while we're on the subject of things being canceled, pushed back, or not, uh, we got some more news that just came across, or well, at least some wishful thinking kind of news that the NFL is expecting to start the season on time and play full season with full-size crowds. And, well, yeah, guys, good luck with that. I mean, I nobody really thinks that's going to happen. They're being really optimistic, and they're doing some really wishful thinking here. I just don't see it. I, I just don't. I don't, you know. Because um, in order to start the season on time, you know, the season usually starts first week of September or something like that, and, or I think the Thursday after Labor Day is when it, like, officially starts, and in order to do that, you're going to have to have a full training camp or something that can pass as training camp at least during August, which means you're going to have, need to have guys in camp going, you know, sometime during the summer. And yeah, I just don't see that happening. I mean, if you want to contrast, uh, Toronto has, you know, canceled all public events through June thirtieth. So I mean, come on now. I mean, which means for them that means, you know, no NBA that means, you know, no baseball, none of that stuff starting, and, and no hockey playoffs. So, I mean, I just, Toronto canceling everything until June 30th pretty much is a sign that the, whatever they're trying, however they're trying to kind of rig the NBA playoffs to kind of happen is not going to happen, and whatever the NHL has talked about trying to do probably isn't going to work either. Alright, Toronto just saying, you know, June 30th, you know, until then we're done, then, you know, that's a sign, it's not happening, I mean, NFL is the unstoppable juggernaut of sports, and, of course, they are absolutely going to try to start and have their season come hella high water, you know, they, but, I just don't see it. I don't see it happening. Anybody with an ounce of realism just sees that that is not going to happen. That is just, no, it's just not. And it's a sign for any other big events, you know, on the wrestling front, you know, SummerSlam is like the next huge thing on the calendar. That's not until August, but I, that's 50-50 at best. And any other, you know, pay-per-views that were going to happen between now and then, I just don't think are going to be a go. I just... Because I think mean, that money in the bank was supposed to happen in Baltimore in May. Don't see that happening. I don't see double or nothing for AEW. That's supposed to be in May also, I believe. I don't see that happening. I, you know, and uh, no. It's just... I mean, the idea that you're going to do a full training camp with social distancing probably still going on, you know? No, it's just no. It's just not going to happen. And again, this is people's refusal to just accept that these are some different times here. And you can keep trying to make it normal, but that doesn't mean it's going. It that doesn't mean it's going to go along with you and you know this thing is not going to just go away so that we can have our stuff back and even if it does start to drop off during the summer i mean have already been some predictions from doctors scientists whatever they could come back in the fall so i mean the worst thing i mean the last thing you want to do is to try to proceed Business as usual because it looks like the numbers are dropping off during the summer, and then fall comes around September, October, and it starts shooting back up. And now, not only does it start shooting back up, but we, you know, because you've had these big stadium events, you know, basically you just had like a huge incubator for the thing. You know, and then that'll just in. No, that'll make things exponentially worse. So I just don't think it's going to happen. You know, and they're not going to do empty arena football. And look, it's just, look, it's a different time. This is a different thing. We're going to have to deal with this threat as it is and not as, as we wish it was. Okay, this is not SARS or, you know, bird flu or whatever. This is a whole new thing, this is a whole different thing. And we're behind schedule on it. So, you know, whatever you were thinking about doing, NFL, I mean, you can keep saying that. And I know you're hoping that you can do it because you got TV contracts and to fulfill, you know, across all these different stations. And then you're not going to, you know, you, you may not get your money if you don't have any games. I know that's a problem, um, but I just don't see it. Just given where we are today. Today's March thirty-first as I'm recording this. We're about to hit into April. You know, pretty much everybody's closed through April already, and then you know, I guess a lot of people have already shut it down all the way through the end of June. I'm um, most places are going to be doing that, and the idea that you're gonna, you know, have mini camps and you know the first few months, the uh, you know the OTAs, the organized team activities, and then training camp. And, I mean, the idea that you're gonna do all of that and get all that in, and then start the season on time and have preseason games. Um, I just don't see it. And even if you don't have even if you cancel even if you don't do the preseason game, still, I mean, you know, you're still not you're not gonna be done with every you're not gonna be able to get everything you need to get into to have any type of season start on time. You're just not. And realistically speaking, if you're gonna be a realist, then you just gotta accept that You know, 2020 is is done. (laughs) I mean, as far as events, okay, it just is. And I'm sorry, it just is. And you're gonna have to probably do something like the WWE is doing now, which is just, you know, licensing off stuff that they have in, you know, archived stuff they have in the can to the people who need content. Yeah, you know, look, I mean, the NFL has more archival, archived stuff than anybody, right? They have all the Super Bowls. They have playoff games and, you know, great historic regular season games. They have, I mean, they have a ton of material. And, of course, they have, the, you know, they have the NFL network and something. And they're going to show a bunch of that there. But, you know, I mean, I just... Look, man, I mean, y'all can try, y'all can be, y'all can say this, y'all can say, yeah, we're going to start on time, yeah, we're going to be there, yeah, we're going to do it, but, you know, tell that to the coronavirus, I don't think it's going to comply, and I don't think that things are going to be clear in time for the NFL or any other sports league this year to, you know, Finish their seasons, the ones that were already underway, or start the next season, and that might mean you know what. As much money as the NFL makes every year, you know, you know, I know the idea of bailing the, you know, giving the NFL a bailout would sound crazy, but you know, just like everybody else. They're not sitting on a big pile of cash reserves, I don't think. And a lot of these owners are cash poor. I mean, they you know they bought the teams on credit, just like everybody buys everything else on credit in this country. Uh, a lot of these owners are cash poor. They are dependent on the you know those billion dollar checks that are coming in for TV and for you know sharing the. You know, ticket revenue and all that stuff. They are dependent on that stuff. So, you know, something's going to have to happen here. And because they're probably not going to have any money coming in. Just like everybody else. Something new today, and that was well, not really that new. I tried watching Ford versus Ferrari, you know, it was out in the theaters last year, and it got really high praise from a bunch of different people. Thought I'd give it a shot, you know, it's about you know, car racing and stuff, so I figured it, you know, okay, sounds like it's worth a try. And well, um. Me it just was not very good. And that's not to say that I'm not saying that it's a bad movie in terms of, you know, making a movie or whatever, right? I mean or that, you know, the dialogue was fine, you know, and the acting was fine and all that stuff. It was just I don't know, finally kinda boring. So I kinda tapped out about 30, 40 minutes in, yeah, I just kind of tapped out and couldn't stick with it. You know, and, um, yeah, that's, that's how I go sometimes. <laughs> it's just how it is. I mean, sometimes <clears throat> people tell you something's really good and, I mean, it might be good, but it's just not for you. And I think that's what's, that, that's what happened here. Um, you know, it's just not for me. Those of y'all who saw it and who really liked it and really enjoyed it, then good on you. I'm for one thing. I'm not here for. I am not here to tell you that you are wrong for enjoying something. So you know, no problem there. But yeah, it just wasn't working for me. And I guess because for me, you know, I watch movies now. You know, I need more action. Or I need more laughs or, you know, more whatever, you know, and it was just moving a little slow for my taste and a little quiet for my taste, and, you know, so, again, that means it's not a good movie, but it's just not for me, and the reason I'm going on like this is because what happens too many times, you know, when we talk about, you know, internet discourse or people who, you know, blog or podcast or whatever, too many times it just seems like you know, people just can't say, "Hey, I didn't like that." You know, too many times people have to try to. You know, they throw their opinion out there like it's fact, and it's not. It's your opinion, right? I mean, sometimes you do not Hey, sometimes you like stuff that the majority of people don't. Sometimes you something might be popular, and you you don't like it, and it's perfectly fine. To just say that, hey, that you liked or didn't like it, and you know it's your opinion, and just you know own it. It's fine. It's it's fine to like or not like something. It's it's fine. Like you don't have to have you know a bunch of people co-signing your own you know personal tastes or your own personal opinion of a movie or a book or a video game or, or whatever. You know, but too many times it just seems like, you know, people can't, can't do that. They don't want to just, they don't want to own their own liking or disliking or something. They need to have like the wisdom of, or they need to have the validation of the crowd. And you don't need that, you know, be secure in your opinion. It's okay. Like you don't need to, you know. Have the same take as everybody else. so You don't need to, you know. You don't need your opinion to be co-signed by, you know, the masses or whatever. It's your opinion. Like it's just, it's just a movie, or it's just a TV show, or it's, you know, just a book, or just a video game, or just a song. Right? I mean, either you like it or you don't. It's fine to like it. It's fine to not like it. It's fine to be the, you know one person out of ten that likes something or one person out of ten that doesn't like something. It's fine. It really is. And, you know, we just, things would be a lot nicer and a lot friendlier and a lot easier to deal with on social media and all other kinds of places if people would just say that I like this, I don't like that. You know, instead of, oh, this is, Terrible, and that's and then there's no denying it. And if you like it, then you're a moron. I mean, not really, just you know, not really. You know, say, you know, speak your opinion, say your opinion, own your opinion, it's fine, just an opinion. And you know, we can disagree with you, we can agree with you if you want to. And that's fine too. You know, you you know you don't have to, you don't have anything to prove by liking or not liking some form of art or something, right? Just, you know, <clears throat> don't, yeah, I mean, you got nothing to prove to anybody. You like it or you don't. So for me, this Ford versus Ferrari, you know, I didn't, I didn't finish it. It was moving too slow. It was putting me to sleep. So I didn't like it. You know, okay. On the other hand, you know, I, you know, Bad Boys for Life, which I saw, you know, I saw in the theater, and it's I think it's on demand now. I think you, I don't know if you can rent it yet, but you can definitely buy it, which I'm not going to do. But I went and saw it at the theater, and it was really cool, and I really had a good really good time, and I really enjoyed it. But by no means is it, you know, it's not, you know something that would win a bunch of Oscars or whatever, you know, and, you know, although, I mean, it did get, you know, much better reviews than expected, and, you know, going in, well, I wasn't even going to go see it at first, I thought it was just, like, one of those desperate kind of cash grab kind of things, because, literally, it came out in January, which is kind of like a dumping ground for a lot of movies and you know Will Smith and Martin Lawrence the last time they did a bad boys movie was over a decade ago like Martin Lawrence has been kind of off the map for a long time you know Will Smith has had a bunch of mostly unsuccessful movies over the past 10 years so this just seems kind of like a desperation kind of thing and You know, it looked like something that wasn't going to be very good. But then, you know, the earliest reviews came in. People I knew and trusted went to see it, came back, gave it some really glowing remarks. So that, you know, that convinced me to go check it out. And I'm glad I did because, you know, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. And now that I think about it, that might be the last movie I went to see in the movie theater before. All this stuff happened. So, I don't know what the next movie I'm going to go see in the movie theater is. But the last one I went to see was Bad Boys for Life. It's on demand now. It gets a thumbs up for me. You know, so... Of course, again, like I was just finishing, that's my opinion. You might have a different one. But it gets a thumbs up for me. I really enjoyed it. And... I think it's definitely worth your... Time if you want to check it out or whatever. Um, as far as what other stuff is out there now, um, I saw saw Rise of Skywalker at the movie theater. Wrote a review about it. You know, I haven't watched it again since. Thinking about maybe renting it, you know, on demand or whatever, and watching it. And you know, the whole Star Wars sequel trilogy has just been um, has been much maligned. And, well, just like the prequel trilogy was, that was much maligned also. You know, and I think the difference is, well, the, the prequel trilogy was, <coughs> you know, had a bunch of just really, just really painful dialogue in different parts, but also, you know, some people just weren't happy with story choices George Lucas made. And then, you know, the sequel trilogy, that, you know, story choices thing got kicked up, a, you know, people's issue with those story choices got, you know, kicked up a whole nother notch with the sequel trilogy, because, I mean, people were just, you know, writing fan fiction from the moment sure. <coughs> Force Awakens was announced. And the moment, you know, people walked out of the theater, you know, their their fan fiction was... rolling. And, well, I mean, they didn't really... In, you know, Last Jedi or in Rise of the Skywalker, they didn't do any of the fan fiction. You know, all the the different kind of fan fiction ideas that were rolling out there, they didn't do any of them. So they made it, you know... um, they made everybody mad. Everybody was you know everybody that had some type of fan fiction idea about what they wanted to see. You know, they made everybody you know, they all got mad because like none of it happened. And um well, I mean the lesson to take from that is don't do fan fiction when there's somebody actually writing stories. Because you know, they're not gonna to listen to you, they should not listen to you, they should write their story that they want to tell and that they wanna complete. That's what they should do. You know, their characters, their story, their plot twists and turns, they should do the ones that they wanna do. They should not be out here, you know, surveying us trying to try and figure out what the best thing to do is, because they're gonna get a million different answers. There's no way to satisfy everybody. And the people who yell the loudest about it, you know, a lot of them just like to yell anyway. You're never going to make them happy. Because a lot of them don't want to be happy. I mean, there are some people who just want to go on the internet and complain. And it's got nothing to do with what you actually did. It's got nothing to do with the actual movie you made. Or whatever, right? I mean, there's a whole kind of cottage industry of internet complainers you know and they pick their thing that they want to complain about whether it's you know Star Wars or Harry Potter or pro wrestling or video games or you know whatever it is they they pick their thing and they get mad about it and they complain about it on the internet and they do two or three hour podcasts about it and all types of crazy stuff and you know So for those kind of folks, this Star Wars sequel trilogy was like just hitting them with like a high octane dose of caffeine or something, and just you know shifted them into overdrive. And unfortunately, you know those people are so loud and so prevalent, and their viewpoints or their you know their takes are given so much oxygen and so much you know room so much bandwidth that you know whether you agree with them or not you know they just kinda put a cloud over everything and it just darkens the whole mood over everything. You know, whether they in you know look some of these folks are disingenuous. They're they're you know they're firing off these takes because that's how you, that's the easy way to get clicks and downloads and all that kind of stuff. But even the people who mean it, right, it's just, you know, why do y'all need to pollute the air with that, you know, with your negative opinions. I was like, okay, you didn't like it, fine. But, you know, like I said before, speaking, you know, throwing your opinion out there as if it's fact And then, you know, just getting co-signed by a bunch of people who are doing the same thing. And like I said, it just, it just, it poisons the atmosphere around the stuff that's supposed to be fun. You know, and now, you know, the thing, and now the new thing now is that, you know, when you try, when the rest of us try to ignore them, or well, when the rest of us just say, "Hey, that you know, okay, you didn't like it, but yeah, you know, I liked it just fine," you know, now they call you <laughs> now they'll accuse you of being an enabler. You know that thing. See, this is why this is why it can't be great because you know people like you just accept whatever they give you. You know, like you know, and they won't ever get better if you just keep taking what they give you. And I mean that's just hilarious. Like Just because I choose not to be a. You know just a total Debbie Downer like you. All the time. You know it doesn't make me like a. Shill or a sycophant or whatever. It just means that. I'm not you. And. You know to say you liked a movie or. A wrestling show or a book or whatever. Doesn't mean that you liked every single. Piece of it. It just means that. Overall, you liked it. And, you know... If, if I like 80% of a movie, I'm not going to... You know, pontificate about the 20% that I didn't like. I, mean, I might, You know, I'll put it out there. I'll say, yeah, I didn't like this about it. Fine, or whatever. But, you know, I'm not going to... Drone on and on and on about the stuff I didn't like. Yeah, I'd rather, you know, i just... Hey, on to the next one. Yeah, you know, it's not that serious, right? I mean, until you're writing the story yourself, it's not that serious. And ultimately, you know what? If you want, if you want a story or whatever that's tailored to your specific, you know. Storytelling preferences and your specific characterization preferences, then my answer is go write your own. And seriously, just go write your own. Stop trying to tell, you know, you know, you shouldn't have been telling George Lucas what to do back in, you know, 2000. You shouldn't be telling, you know, JJ Abrams what to do now. You know, just go write your own. Write your own story. Come up with your own characters. You can tell a story however you want. And who knows? I mean, if you're willing to put it out there for public consumption, it might turn into something for you. You know, and then it's your story. I mean, that's the best way to get what you want. It's just to... When it comes to this kind of thing is to do one yourself i mean and you should go do that and stop you know trying to make people not like something because you didn't like it i mean what kind of jerk does that still about time to call the show here. But before we go, i got a few more things to kick around here. Now, well, WrestleMania is this weekend, and it's going to be really interesting as to how it all plays out, because they had to tape all the matches in the WWE Performance Center in front of, like, no people because of the... You know social distancing and uh, group limits and all that stuff, so it'll be the first time they've had to do that. Well, they've been doing their TV shows like that for a few weeks now, but um, this is their, normally a bigger show of the year, and they're gonna have to do it under those circumstances. and We will have to see how it turns out. Um, some people think it's gonna be a disaster, I don't think that. Um, I mean, they're, look, they're all professionals. They all know what they're doing. And I think they'll find some way to make it work. The um, biggest <clears throat> news item going in is that Roman Reigns backed out of participating. And actually it was, a, in my opinion, a good call on his part. Uh, if you don't know, uh, Roman Reigns is like, you know, one of their biggest stars, big main eventers. And he's a two-time leukemia survivor. And, you know, because of that, his immune system isn't the greatest. So, you know, going inside and working under those conditions right now would not be a good idea. So, um, he won't be on the show. And, you know, if they keep doing TV, then he probably won't be back for a while. At least until this, you know, starts to die down because, you know, working under those circumstances is just not a good idea for him or anybody else who might be, you know, immunocompromised. And honestly, you know what, they they filmed everything through like, you know, for up in the week after WrestleMania. I mean, personally, I think the best thing for them to do is to, you know, shut her down for a while. I mean... Well, they got to put on, they have to produce a television show of some kind because, you know, they got TV contracts and on, and so does AEW. So they'll both be having, they'll both have to produce some type of content and some type of quote unquote live content. But there are ways to do that without having a bunch of people come there and work, you know, live matches. You can, you know, just have two people or even like a panel talk live while you're, you know, just showing old matches. They have a you know, super huge catalog. So, I mean, they got plenty of tape they can roll. And I mean, even AEW has, you know, five months or so of stuff they can run too. I mean, so you don't have to do a bunch of live matches and bring people to the facility and all that kind of thing. Um, I think that would be the best thing to do. <clears throat> Give everybody some time away. be Stay home and be safe. Uh, that's what I hope they do. I mean, I think that'd be the best thing. Now, um, in addition to that, well, um, this has been a really interesting year on the old you know, pro wrestling front. Um, this hasn't changed the entire way that everybody has to do everything. You know, a lot of these smaller companies and whatnot have had to just shut down operations and hopefully when this stuff subsides they will be able to get back up and get back running and you know get back to you know being able to keep going and you know, i have to give a special yeah. nod of the head to uh, Seth Rollins of WWE because he owns a, like a coffee shop back in his hometown and you know, he's paying everybody Throughout all of this. that work's there. So. Good for him. Uh, Everybody who is able to do that. Should keep paying their people. You know. This is not the time. To. You know. Skimp on that. You know. I mean. A lot of these places are furloughing people. And all this stuff. If, If you don't have to do that. Then you shouldn't. And. look, I mean. It's rough for everybody right now. I mean. But. <clears throat> I mean, do what's right by your people to the best of your ability. I mean really, that's what you should do. But anyhow. Um I also watched this uh documentary thing. Um uh, it's called well, it this is documentary series on vice. Called Dark Side of the Ring. And it's kinda like a you know behind the music kind of thing for wrestling. And so you know, there are a lot of sad stories. Lot of you know dirty laundry getting aired and getting covered and that kind of thing. And this week the uh, subject was New Jack, <laughs> and I mean you gotta watch this for yourself. I mean this is just insane. I mean, yeah, I mean it's just I mean this guy is like certifiable. I mean just just he's just out there and, um, yeah, I mean you. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, um, I recommend checking this one out, that episode out, and then next week is they're talking about the brawl for it all, which is one of those funniest mishaps in like wrestling history. Um, the, the WWE had this tournament, and it was real fighting, you know, and then but there was one wrestler, Steve Doctor Death Williams, who was supposed to win. And some kind of way they thought that he would be able to go through this tournament of like real fighting and beat all these people, including people there who had like some of them had boxing backgrounds, some other type of fighting background. And needless to say, things did not go according to plan, you know. Um. So, they're, they're covering that next week on Dark Side of the Ring. So, yeah, I'm going to check that out. I think you should do it. Like, again, even if you're not a wrestling fan. I mean, it's it's interesting and, you know, it's worth taking a look at for yourself. But other than that, um, well, we're going to see what happens. I mean, NBA is still trying to come up with something, Yeah, you know, but um you know, Wimbledon has been canceled. And the NFL still lying to people. I think saying that they're expecting a, you know, season start on time and all that stuff. That's not happening. Um, <clears throat> and now some you know, colleges now are canceling like fall admissions for this year. So yeah, this 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 thing is not it's not gonna end tomorrow. And it's changing the way we do everything. So and we just gotta we gotta we gotta adapt and we gotta roll with it. And however long it goes. That's that's just all there is to it. So with that, I think that is all for this week. Again, as I mentioned, you I, you can hear me this week or sometime soon as a guest on the Nerdicons podcast talking about The uh, Batman movie from 1989. You can find me on Twitter. At R-B-O-N-N-E-1. You can also read a bunch of stuff. That I've written on my website. Rob'sagenius.com I write about wrestling. Movies. That's mainly it. But also occasionally. might write about comic books. Or TV or something. But it's mainly movies and wrestling. And other than that. I think that is all. So, also, oh, yes, okay, well, I've been been running some video game simulations of wrestling matches. I've been using WWE 2K19. I've been running different simulations. You can find them on my YouTube page. Rob, R-O-B, Bonnet, B-O-N-N-E-T-T-E. You can find them there. Watch them. The ones I've done have turned out pretty good. I even tried my hand at commentary. But that's some more stuff for you to take a look at of mine. You know, I guess the one upside to being home like this is all of us content creators have a ton of time to make a ton of stuff for you guys. And that's what we're going to be doing. So, until next time, take care of yourselves, stay home, Look out for each other. Love y'all. Later. God bless.